The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network. On the other side of the commercial break that's coming up in uh, about four and a half minutes, we're going to be going to Old Time Radio's number one sci-fi adventure, X-1. We're going back to the year 1957. It is episode number 83, entitled, The Moon is Green. found this very interesting story in our weird news file here at the Exxon Newsroom. The headline is, But Oprah Said You Would. And, of course, from Oprah's lips to God's ears, right? Well, not this time. The folks at Kentucky Fried Chicken are in a pickle after several customers have complained about a free meal that they never got. Talk show queen Oprah is to blame. Or maybe the folks at KFC just didn't realize how much power the dynamic daytime diva has. Now, back in May... KFC promoted a giveaway of two pieces of grilled chicken, two individual dish, uh, side dishes, and a biscuit on the Oprah Winfrey show. But demand was so high that the company had to scale back the offer, asking customers who had printed the online coupon to visit stores for an IOU voucher that included a free Pepsi. But this just didn't sit right with James Oswana and uh, Veronica Mora, who have now, listen to this, have filed suit against Kentucky Fried Chicken and its parent company, Yum Brands, Inc., in Los Angeles County Superior Court, and they are seeking class action status. The claim? False advertising, fraud, and unfair business practices, among other things. KFC spokesman Rick Menard said he couldn't comment on the lawsuit, but said, we apologize to any customers who were inconvenienced, and we remain committed to providing a free Kentucky grilled chicken meal plus medium soft drink to those who submit valid coupons for replacement coupons. Can you imagine that? A class action suit because of something that Oprah said? Hmm. And uh, here we have another story. It's entitled, uh, Time to Change Your Facebook Photo. Might be a good idea for Boston Herald crime reporter Orion Johnson to change his Facebook photo. Uh, Johnson has been charged with kicking a 74-year-old man with emphysema in the chest at a laundromat. The 33-year-old newsman said, I'm not commenting on advice of counsel, but uh, you might like to know that his Facebook profile shows him in boxing gear punching another man in the face. And uh, this headline is, This Can't Be Good for Business. Attorney Larry Wilder of Jeffersonville, Indiana, might be a little hard up for clients after he made the headlines in his hometown. 
Wilder was found asleep headfirst in his neighbor's trash can after a night of drinking. Now, even worse, he's the Jefferson City Council's attorney. He apologized and admitted he was quite embarrassed. Wilder had uh, dinner and drinks with his friends in nearby Louisville, Kentucky, and was driven home in a client's limousine, but remembers little that happened after that. Jefferson Police Chief uh, Tim Derringer said technically no crime was committed and that Wilder was cooperative and not a threat to anyone. But the city council president has called a special meeting next week to discuss whether the council should get a new attorney or not. Uh, Maybe he thought he was bobbing for apples in the garbage. I have no idea. And this is our last story. Uh, National spelling champ, 51 in the making. You might say that Michael Petrina of Cheyenne, Wyoming, has been training for his new National Spelling Bee title for 51 years. The Arlington, Virginia man beat out 45 other spellers older than 50 to win the AARP's annual National Spelling Bee in Cheyenne, Wyoming. The winning word was woad, a plant whose leaves yield a blue dye. Funny, I thought that was Elmer Fudd saying road. Hmm. Petrina, who's now 64 years old, entered his very first spelling bee 51 years ago at the age of 13. He won $500 and a trophy and a dictionary kit for his new title. There you go. Congratulations. It's never too, you're never too old to win $500 and a new title, I guess. When we come back from this uh, two-minute commercial break, we're going right to X-1 as the X-Zone continues live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? 
Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. We will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. horizons of the unknown come transcribed tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company presents X minus one. Time after the next atomic war. The place, somewhere in the United States. The story, The Moon is Green by Fritz Leiber. The moon was green. Green as emeralds. Green as leaves. Green as grass. I reached my arms toward it and let it bathe me. I closed my eyes and let it kiss me. Effie! Effie, where are you? Oh, dear Lord, he mustn't see it. It's so beautiful and he always kills beauty. Effie! In the bedroom, Hank. I have to close the shutters before he comes. Mustn't. Effie! What the devil are you doing? Close those shutters, you fool! away from there. You're trying to destroy yourself and me, too. You know those shutters are not safe to open for another five years. I only wanted to look at the moon. The moon? Here, count yourself for radiation. You know what the Central Committee would do to you for breaking the lead shield? Kill me. I wouldn't mind. Don't talk like that. Would it be so different from being shut up in a lead coffin the way we are now? Would it be worse than the eternal thought of the air conditioners and the radiation filters? Be still and count yourself. Good Lord. We're past the danger zone. Oh, wait a minute. Did you take off your watch? No. Well, give it to me. You fool. You little fool. What am I going to do with you? Can't you understand what kind of a world you're living in? Can't you? Oh, yes, husband. I can understand only too well. It's the world that can't seem to understand. 
the world that went on stockpiling hydrogen bombs. The world that started testing those bombs, telling itself it hadn't really exploded enough to make the air dangerous. And then began to throw them across continents, one nation against another. It lasted about two months. And after that, the fury. The fury of doomed men who thought only of taking with them as many of the enemy as possible. After the fury came the time of terror. Men and women with death sifting into their bones and through their nostrils, fighting for bare survival under a dust-hazed sky that played fantastic tricks with the light of the sun and the green light of the moon. The only chance for existence was to claim one of those underground radiation-shielded places. They went to the strong. And afterward, the waiting behind the lead shields. The endless, interminable waiting. You understand, I suppose, that we were allowed to reclaim this ground-level apartment only because the committee believed us to be responsible people? And because I've been making a darn good showing lately? Yes, Hank, I understand. It's a privilege to have some privacy, you know. I could send you back to the basement tenements. Would you like that? Oh, no. Oh, no. Anything rather than that bedded huddling and that shameless communal sprawl. Yet is this really so much better? Being on the surface is meaningless. It only tantalizes. And yet... Well? Oh, no, Hank. I, I don't want to go back underneath. Well, then try to behave yourself. Coming up through the tunnel just now, I decided I'd better talk to you. Frankly, Effie, the committee's beginning to be a little concerned about our lack of children. Oh. Charlie Baker asked me this morning if I'd like my name put on the list for a free woman. You needn't bother. What do you mean? I mean... We're going to have a baby. We... What? Effie, Effie, are you sure? Yes. Effie, that's wonderful. It's magnificent. Do you realize what this means to my rating with the committee? You know how important it is to the community to raise healthy members for the day when we can resume the surface war. Yes, I've heard the broadcast. We'll announce it at the meeting of the junior committee tonight. Tonight? What? Well, you hadn't forgotten about it, had you? It's the annual banquet. Now, you brighten yourself up and put on your best dress. I want the other juniors to see what a handsome wife the new member has got. What's the trouble now? Well, I'm terribly sorry, Hank, but... Oh, you'll have to go alone. I'm really not well. There you go again. First the infantile, inexcusable business of opening the lead shutter, and now this. Don't you know what this could mean to my reputation, Effie? I'm sorry. You're coming, Effie. This is just neurotic pampering. Hank, I'll just be sick and you wouldn't be proud of me at all. Now listen, Effie. Tonight's too important. It'll, it'll cause a lot of bad comment if a new member's wife isn't present. Uh, you know how just a hint of sickness starts all kinds of rumors about radiation disease. Now, now, what do you say? 
No. Effie, you're going. There's nothing wrong with you if I have to... You're hurting my arm. It it isn't good for the baby. The baby? I'd almost forgotten. Oh, Oh, no, we have to be very careful. I... Well, I suppose if I explain to them you aren't there because of the baby, it will make a difference. Oh, yes, I'll just stay here alone till you come back. When will you be back? Well, those things usually go on pretty late. So if you're expecting company, you needn't worry. Hank. Yes, Effie? Do you remember when we were first married? Of course I remember. You liked to go skiing, remember? You said it was like feeding a hunger for beauty being up on a mountain covered with snow. What are you talking about? You forgot. I haven't forgotten. I have just as much desire to get outside as you do, but I know there's no chance for me. I've got to see that my children and their children survive to see the sun again. We've got to behave like adults. To make sacrifices, we've got to keep the strain pure. Hank, what do you suppose it's like for them? For whom? The freaks and the mutants. The outsiders. What do you know about them? I remember some of the pariahs. They were hairless, cringing creatures with radiation welts all over their bodies. They came begging to be taken in during the last months of the terror. The committee ordered them shot down, just like dogs. We don't like to talk about that. Hank, are they still out there? Effie, this is the sort of talk that's just morbid. Are they? Yes. There are still humans out there. At least they were humans. They know better than to come near the shoulders now. Poor creature. I can't stand here discussing this nonsense all night. I have to get going. For the last time, are you sure you won't come down with me? No. I'll wait here. Don't you get lonely? No. I was talking to Jim Barnes today. He told me he wasn't going to be able to make it to the banquet either. Touch of the old flu, he said. That isn't like him, is it? Effie, are you listening? What? You remember Jim Barnes, don't you? He used to be sweet on you. Said you had the soul of a poet. Well, yes, I remember him. Why? Never mind. Well, I uh, guess I got a bit sharp with you. I'm sorry about that. I was excited about being made a junior and the baby and all. Selfish of me. I apologize. As you uh, get to bed early, I'll probably go over to the men's dorm for a while after the meeting... You'll be completely alone for the next four hours. Do you mind? But... Oh, but no. No. Good night, Effie. He looked at me strangely. And then his features returned to their usual, harder, more calculating expression. Was it possible that he had sensed my very dream? It had been a dream. Oh, it must have been. It wasn't possible that it had really happened. Oh, it had just been an illusion. A, 
silly projection out of my starved romantic imagination. I waited until Hank's footsteps vanished down in the tunnel. And then I waited until I heard it. And we're going to hold it there until we come back on the other side of the news at the bottom of the hour. X minus one, old time radio at its best. This is episode number eighty-three from the year of this. Uh, this production was nineteen fifty-seven. It's entitled "The Moon Is Green." On tomorrow night's show, we are going to have two hours of numerology with one of the leading numerologists, and we're also going to be talking about the strange, the weird, and the bizarre. And on Thursday night, my first guest is Dr. Major Rocky. We're going to be talking about depleted uranium. We haven't talked uh, to uh, to Doug Rocky in a while. There have been some advancements in, uh, in the uh, world of depleted uranium. So we're going to be talking to Doug about depleted uranium. That's Thursday night, the very first hour. And on Friday night, the very first hour, we actually have a survivor of the Holocaust joining us. We tried to have them on uh, before D-Day, but we couldn't. We'll be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Nothing but deformed monsters. I mustn't open the shutters. I must know. Oh, dear Lord, I've got to know. I've no. I've got to... Bueno, so you haven't forgotten our meeting after all. You. And were you expecting someone else? It wasn't a dream. You really were out there last night. Oh, yes, on the night before. I was afraid I dreamed it. I still think it's a dream. 
Lean out into the moonlight a moment. Is this a dream? Oh. Or was it a flesh and blood kiss? And your name is Patrick. I? Well, now, did you open the window to find God's own breath, the fresh evening air, or did you open it to invite me in? Oh, of course. Come in. Come in. Come, Joe Lewis. Ah, right. oh, here, now, let me help you. Being a cat with 12 toes on each foot and ears like boxing gloves is a bit cumbersome. I have to help them a bit, you see. Come on, now, laddie. There, now. Is, uh, is your husband about? No. No, he won't be home for a while. Well, still, I'd better close the curtains. Oh, no. Leave them open. The radiation? I don't care. I want to see the moonlight. I... Would you have a bit of food? Joe Lewis and I are starved for a bite to eat. Oh, yes. Yes, I'll get it. Oh, Effie. Yes? Oh, but you're a fair creature. wasn't horrible at all. Only thin and sensitive and terribly sad. And there were no radiation welts or scars on his skin. He looked just as he had looked that first night when I opened the lead shutter and saw him crouched at the window. And now I knew it had been no dream. He was an outsider. A pariah. He was my love. Here's some canned meat and a food pill, and I put on some water for coffee. Oh, bless you, Arun. Come on now, Joe. Here, here's a bit of meat for your black soul to feed on. <laughs> He's hungry, poor creature. <laughs> well, then. Sit down, girl, where I can look at you. All right. Have you missed me? Oh, yes. Oh, I've had some thoughts of you, I dare say. Talk to me. Of what? Tell me again about outside, what it's like. Again? Again and again. <laughs> well, now, outside... You say the coffee's eaten? Mm-hmm. Well, then, it is a wonderland for sure. More amazing than you and your entombed folk could ever imagine a veritable fairy land. Well, tell me the truth about The it. truth? I am telling you the truth, my love. But the bombs and the dust made only ugliness. At first, at first. But then they changed the life in the seed of them that were brave enough to stay. Wonders beyond wondering bloomed and walked. Well, have none of you been outside? Well, the radiation teams go up into the ruined buildings once or twice a year to find canned food and batteries. But they can only work for a few minutes at a time. Ah, sure, those blind-souled slugs could never see anything but food and batteries anyway. Well, tell me what you see beyond the city, I mean. Ah, there are gardens there. Gardens where a dozen buds blossom for every one before. And the flowers have petals a yard across. Oh. And there are stingless bees as big as sparrows soap in their necks. But did the radiation make all the cats like this one? Like this runt? Why no, girl? They are grown spotted and huge as leopards. But they're gentle beasts, for the dust has burned all the murder out of every living thing. Well, Hank says the dust kills. Would you like to hear a poem I made? Yes. I, I'd say it. 
Fire can hurt me, or water, or the weight of earth. But by some curious coincidence, the dust is my friend. Oh, more. <laughs> well, then, there are robins like cockatoos and squirrels like a prince's ermine, all under a treasure chest of sun and moon and stars that the dust changes from ruby to emerald and sapphire. And there are... What is it, love? What's that look for? There's one thing you've never told me about. And what is that? The children. The new children. Ah, now the children. The truth. The truth? Promise. I swear on the skin of my cat here. The children, is it, huh? Well, now, if you'd ever catch a glimpse of one of them, you'd never doubt me again. They have long limbs and smiling, delicate faces and white teeth and the finest hair. They're so nimble that, well, that even I, a sprightly man and somewhat enlivened by the dust, feel crippled beside them, and their thoughts dance like flames. But what's wrong with them, Patrick? Wrong? Hey, love, there's nothing wrong. Different, perhaps, than you, but not wrong. Tell me, tell me. Well, then, they do have seven fingers on each hand and eight toes on either foot. But they're much more beautiful for it. And they have large, beautiful ears that the sun shines through. So lovely and delicate to behold. How do they behave? They're mine. Not as you and I, perhaps. They play happily in the gardens all day long, laughing and finding joy in the simplest beauty. Are they defective? Well, now... By the standards out there, you're the defective one shut up here all the while hating and crawling in ugliness and feeling dirty. Oh, they're quite lovely. And they're quite perfect, the new children. Oh, you're telling the truth. You're not making it up. It is true, every word of it. Oh, I'll admit you have to look a bit hard to find these things I've been telling you. But find them you may. Do you believe me? Oh, yes. Yes, I believe you. But I'm afraid. Give me your hand. Here. Now listen to me. You must not be afraid to do as your heart tells you. That's why I'm here. Of you move. Oh, Hank, I... Stay there, I'll bless both of you. Hank, but... Carrying on like this, and not even with a man of the community, with an outcast of pariah. No, oh, man, I know what you're thinking, but you're wrong. I just happened to be coming by, hungry, a lonely tramp, and I knocked at the shutter, and your wife was a bit foolish and let her kind heart get the best of it. Do you think you can sell me that? Hank, please. So you're going to have a child, my dear. My child? Yes, your child. Ah. I should pull this trigger right now. I should shoot him down in cold blood. Man, you're mad. I never touched your wife. You contaminated pariah. You're going to die. Don't you know that? Hank. Hank, if you kill him, you kill the bringer of the best news we've ever had. Oh, Hank, put aside your jealousy for just a minute and listen to me. Patrick has something wonderful to tell us, all of us. What do you mean? I mean that we need no longer fear the dust. Oh, Hank, remember how it was with me. All the exposure I had, and yet there are no burns. 
thank those who were brave enough to stay outside have adapted. They've become a beautiful people. Did he tell you that? Everything that grew or moved was purified. He filled you with lies so he could take you. No, it's true. The radioactivity is almost gone, burned out. Effie, I've been out there. It's horrid. No, no, no. You've been blinded. Blinded to beauty. Blinded to living. Good Lord, you believe it. It's true. It must be true. Look at Patrick. He's living proof. He's been outside for a year and there isn't a mark on him, not a scar. It's because he's brave. And the dust can't hurt the brave. Well, you think that's it, huh? All right, Effie, I'm going to prove something to you. You, Patrick, take this radiation counter. Take it. Very well. Press the button and count yourself. Go on. As you say. Read it. Read it! One thousand seven hundred. Yeah, you hear that, Effie? One thousand seven hundred radioactive is enough to kill a thousand men. He's like raw radium. If you turn out the light, he'll glow green in the dark. A week's exposure to him will destroy you. Are you proving, Hank? That he's a freak! A freak! Get away from him! He's destroying you right now! May I shut this thing off now? Patrick. Is it true? Yes, I'm afraid it is true. Oh, you do well to cringe, both of you. I'm living death. I'm death itself. As your husband so wisely said, I'm a freak. Just like the man who ate nails and walked on fire. Only my oddity is that for some unknown reason, the dust can't harm me. I'm the only one. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. Not too close now. And examine the man who couldn't die. And now, if you don't mind, I'll go back to my dead world. And leave you to yours. Wait. All of those... Those beautiful things. It gets so lonely. Out there. And I was starved for beauty. And so are you. There's no garden out there. Garden. Listen to me, the both of you. What is out there is more terrible than either of you can imagine. You're worse than Hank, even. He only killed beauty once. But you brought it to life so you could kill it again. You're afraid. Afraid of the loneliness out there. Well, I'm not afraid. Effie, keep away from the window. No, I'm not afraid. Maybe there is no garden out there. And no beautiful, strange children to play happily. But there can be if we're brave enough. Effie. I'm going, Hank. I'm going, Hank. Effie, come back, Effie. It's no use trying to keep her, man. Effie, come back. I love you. Come back. There's no use, man. There's still time. She stood the dust better than most. There's still time. You... The dust won't hurt you. Find her. Bring her back. I'll reward you. I'll, I'll give you food. If you want her, you'll have to go yourself. 
she'll die. Maybe she won't. How can you say such a thing? Because perhaps she's like me. Aye. Perhaps the two of us together could be the first of a race that'll live in sunlight again. Get against the wall where I can kill you easier. Why would you kid me? Is killing all the answer you have to life's riddles? Is the smell of blood better than compassion? Is it more joy to own her than to be loved by her? Move, man, you'll not kill me. Shall I tell you why? Because my flesh will not die. I live a thousand years. Not your brain, Patrick. And that's where this gun is aimed. Well, then you leave me no choice. You get it! Hey! Call him up! Put my arm! Go! Well, then I have your weapon now. Out there, you see, we freaks have learned to live together and to cooperate. It's the only way we can stay alive. Oh, I... I'll give Effie your love. Come on, Joe. Oh, you'd... Uh, you'd better close the shutters as soon as we're gone. The moon is beautiful. But it's deadly. end of the ruined street. When we looked back, we saw Hank closing the lead shutters on himself. And we're going to hold it right there. When we come back from this commercial break, the final one minute and ten seconds of tonight's old-time radio, The Moon is Green. My name's Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'll be back right after this break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com.
true healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. One has brought you The Moon is Green by Fritz Leiber. Back to the Exxon, everyone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight. Our first guest tonight was Stanton T. Friedman, and we were talking about UFOs and the Roswell crash of July the 4th, 1947. Stanton's website is stantonfriedman.com. Hour number two, Cliff Mickelson joined us for a Morgellons update, the fiber disease. Now, if you can help out financially. These people are supporting their own research. They cannot get government assistance. They cannot get uh, any pharmaceutical company to to uh, continue the research. The research is being, uh, is being done by Dr. Randy Wymore at the University of Oklahoma. Now, if you'd like to make a donation of any size, 
www.thenmo.org, and on the right-hand side of the screen you will see the insignia of the University of Oklahoma. Click on that and follow the very simple payment method, and uh, I thank you in advance. Uh, in hour number three, Anne Ruffle joined us to talk about investigating UFOs. Anne has investigated over 2,000 UFO uh, uh Cases including abduction, close encounters of the first kind, second kind, third kind, as well as um, landings. So that was a very interesting hour. Her website is andruffle.com. In our final hour, we did 1957 old-time sci-fi radio, episode 83 of X-1, The Moon is Green. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. I want to thank you for allowing us to be part of your day or night, no matter where you are on this great big world of ours. To my producer at Master Control, the one and only Sir Alec. Alec, thanks for keeping us up on those four big satellites in the sky, Galaxy 4R, Telstar 7, Aglia 2, and on Satellite G3. To my wife and senior producer, the lovely Laura Rogers. Thank you, sweetheart. And uh, to all our engineers around the world who... Make sure that the X-Zone goes out over the airwaves in their specific areas. Thanks, guys. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your station, and thank you for joining us here on the X-Zone Nation. So until tomorrow night, as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone, take care of each other. If you have a child at home, give them a hug, give them a kiss, let them know they're loved. And I'll be back tomorrow night, and until then, always keep your eyes to the sky.